0: What's going on, everybody? Episode 186 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, bringing you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. This week, you're going to notice that it's just me and White in studio. Uh, Tom is doing some last-minute prepping for his wedding, so by the time you guys are all listening, he's going to be a married man, so hopefully he sticks around. We're sure he will. Anyways, this week, Frank and I are sitting down. We're talking about uh, trail cameras, trail camera tactics, uh, how we're placing our cameras throughout the property to try and... Hone in on a specific deer. Uh, f- Frank is that exact scenario. He's after a specific deer, third or fourth year in a row. We'll talk about it on the podcast. He'll nail it down. Um, but I'm going to quit rambling. Let's get so tuned into this week's episode.
1: Sin, I pull up
0: my boat and then
1: I look dead at his antlers. I got out of the truck and when I slammed the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Let's see it. Alaska spot and saw. What's up, everybody? Uh, Before we get into this episode, by the time you're listening to this, Tom is going to be a married man. So
0: So he's leaving the podcast, leaving the brand. Yeah. I'm just just kidding.
1: No, he's not going anywhere, but uh, he's not in the studio with us tonight, but I figured I would just say congratulations to Tom, because he just got married yesterday. We're very proud of him. He married a great gal, and we love him.
0: Yeah. Um, if you hear any humming in the background, that's Tom. He's cutting grass right now. Um, that's why he's not in, because this week's been jam-packed, getting you know final prep done for the wedding, but it's all good stuff. Um, I, Tom's about out of sick days on the podcast. He is. He is about out. Um, now that he's married, he's probably going to be using them all the time. Yeah, I mean, he lives here, so... Hey, you never know with that guy. He's got to get an hour once a week. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Aside from that, this week, Frank, I wanted to uh, talk about trail cameras and trail camera placement. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Now's the time to get them out.
0: Yeah, I know some people run them year-round, and some people like to get them out a lot earlier than now. But when it comes to paying monthly fees for cell cams and batteries and all that stuff, I just don't really care enough to get pictures of bucks that are... Shed. yeah, Yeah, like freshly shed or like just grown, you know, six inches of spike, just doesn't really get me going, doesn't really help me. I can get all of that information now, you know, yeah. in August, you know, by now you can start to see potential in a, in a buck. Oh, no doubt. Um,
1: you, you can definitely see what they're going to. Yeah. See. They're not, they, they have their plenty full of growing size. to do, but you can tell what they're about.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we got a buck on camera, you know, say he's 19 inches wide already, but you know, he's only got Four or five inch G twos. Like you know that he's still got time to grow and he's going to get bigger. So you can see that potential.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You can definitely like see their frame. I usually I would say like they're by now you can you have their frame.
0: They're not. Yeah. They're not going to get much wider. Yeah. than They are.
1: Yeah. Their um, their main beams are usually about where they're going to be. Their mass is about where it's going to be. They'll just get some tine length and you know they'll get a little bit of everything else. But yeah, I think you get more of that noticeable growth in their tine length now. Yeah. Once they have that full frame out there.
0: Yep. I, I agree. Um, and it seems like at this point, any, any points that are going to grow are already there or established starting to come out. Yeah. Um, you know, I got a picture of a nine the other day, you know, it's, you know, two inch G four on the one side, and then, um, it's just smooth on the other side. So I'm not expecting that to turn into a 10 at this point. Yeah. Um, but like I said, so we just got most of our cameras out. So just wanted to discuss kind of where we put cameras and why. Um, the big one for me is obviously food plots. Mm -hmm. I put a lot of cameras on food plots just because it's an easy way to get an inventory of what's on the property. Uh, it seems like this time of year, most deer, you know, we've got, you know, just for the headquarters, got one, four, five, six, what, seven or eight food plots yeah. on a hundred acres. Um, if you put a camera on every single one of those, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to catch, I would say 90 to 99% of the bucks that are on that property at that time. Yeah. In at least one of those food plots. Yeah. Um, they've got to eat. So they're probably, you're probably going to get a glimpse of something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying you're going to get them on all the cameras yeah. probably won't. Um, And another reason I really like putting them on food plots is because it's easy to check um, and Mm -hmm. not not very invasive at all. Yeah, you can just buzz right through there. Um, A lot of them that are in the field, we can just drive the truck around, pretty much just hop out, grab a card, switch cards, Mm -hmm. gone. Um, What about you?
1: Usually I'm pretty much the same way on most of the pieces that I hunt, but... I've talked about it before. I've been after one particular buck the past three years. And to my knowledge, he hasn't been killed. I haven't seen him yet this year, gotten pictures of him, but I just got cameras out. Dad and I just put them out two weeks ago. We haven't checked him yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But that buck always is on our property before the season. And usually after the first week and a half, two weeks of the season, he's gone. Mm -hmm. So, for that particular piece, I am not in the inventory mode. I'm in the mode of finding what he is doing. I want to know where he's at, how he's moving because I have a very very limited time to kill him before he moves. And he's done it the past 3 years, he the first week and a half, 2 weeks of the season, he's gone 2 miles away. And I know another guy that has pictures of him, you know, in the rut and that's where he goes after the bachelor groups break up and the rut activity starts and when he wants to be on his own and with those he's far away from where i can hunt him so for that piece i have been focused on that particular deer and trying to figure out how i can kill him in that very minimal time that i have gotcha so everything i have has been focused closer to bedding mm. um and that you know that piece that I'm talking about, it yeah. got logged a couple years ago, so it's an absolute mess in there. Um, there's one main logging road that goes through everything, and I have a couple cameras scattered up that logging road, and that's uh, that piece is a little over 200 acres, and that
0: logging road kind of snakes through it, so it's a long road that uh, zigzags now, through. Do you get a lot of trails that are breaking across the? Um, logging road or does it seem like the deer are actually like traveling down the logging road
1: both quite a bit of both there's it seems like they use that to get like down closer to there's a big bean field out in the front yep so they use that to kind of funnel into that logging road and then down to the bean field Um, except there's another the one side of the property it doesn't really get close to so they don't come from that way to get to it mm-hmm. uh, they just kind of work through everything all the tops to get to the beans on that side of the property but where it snakes up through the other three quarters of the property it seems like they kind of funnel to that logging road and then down gotcha. but it there does it, there's not like one hard trail or several hard trails there's a lot of like yeah you can tell a deer walk there a couple times or you know a few deer That walk makes it there. really
0: tough to narrow down.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's been kind of tough. I do have one mineral site there um, that is pretty buried in the property, and I have a cell camera on that, so I don't have to go near it. Um, And I've never had him in that area of the property, so I don't think I'm going to have him there now. Gotcha. But the other places that I have had him in previous years, I have cameras now, and Hopefully I can catch him moving through there and figure out a little bit more what he's doing this year. And every year I get multiple pictures of him and multiple daylight pictures of him, but I just haven't been able, I've never actually seen him on the hoof in the woods. So it's all trail camera stuff. You've seen him,
0: um, just like out in the open before season. Before Yes.
1: Yes. But I've never seen him when I was in the woods. Yeah. Uh, but I do have all kinds of daylight pictures of him in velvet and hard horned um, and a lot of nighttime pictures during season, but he just disappears shortly after the season starts. So
0: he could be a slob this year.
1: Yeah. Cause he was well over 20 wide. I bet he was 22 wide last year yeah. and he's really cool. Cause how he's, he's like tipped back. Yes. Like when he's looking straight down, his antlers look normal. And when he picks yeah. his head up, they're pointing Everything. backwards.
0: Yeah. It's a really cool buck.
1: Yeah. So I, all my efforts on that property with my trail cameras are focused around that particular deer. I don't gotcha. really care about anything else. Cause that's my one target buck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there will be other nice bucks wandering through and that I will get on camera. Yeah. But my focus is on that specific deer. So I've definitely changed how I normally do my early season camera sets Mm -hmm. because of that deer. Normally I'm more like you, but this year I've definitely tried to hone in on specific things that normally I wouldn't because, Mm -hmm. like we've all talked about before... You never, what's going on right now is not going to be happening in mid-October, late October, November. It's going to be totally different, but just the nature of that deer has made me change my tactics to try to see different things right now, because I haven't done that in years past. Years past, I've just been inventory type sets. Yep. And now I'm trying to hone in closer on where I've had them before and then kind of branching off of those couple of spots. To see how he's getting to and from those spots that I've had him in the past and why he might be going there, how I might be able to get in and kill him.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the use of cell cams for those the deeper spot because that's something I started last year. Is, you know, years prior, 100% was either on food plots or a mineral site, mm-hmm. um, but it was always on the outskirts of property, so it was easy to check. Um, but I've had quite a bit of like, every archery deer I've ever killed was October. I've never Mm. killed a November deer. Um, So like, and and most of them are within the first week, Mm -hmm. you know? So it, finding what they're doing now can be really helpful for that first week of October. Yeah. Um, So last year invested in some cell cameras and I'm starting to put them in places that I think would be a good spot to hunt Mm -hmm. Um, and almost using it as... You know, and you can only see so much from a camera. Yeah. Um. But I look at it as almost like a mock hunt. It, where the, If a cell cam's sitting there, I face it, you know, where I think the deer are going to be coming from, and I can kind of start to see how deer are using that piece or, like, that little area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see, like, last year there was, um, or I guess two years ago, I had three run-ins with a really nice buck, um, and last year I never once got a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got killed. Um, we've had issues with poaching out there. So I hate to think that that's what happened, but it, it's a possibility out yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway, like where that deer was crossing through, I've got a cell camera down in there. Um, and it seems like cell cameras are your best option for places that you really shouldn't be in every two to three weeks yeah checking um if i gotta hike a couple hundred yards off the road into timber into bedding and stuff i'm not i don't want to do that mm-hmm. uh, i want to leave that camera in there and you put a camera out now that camera's batteries are going to last you all the way yeah. into where it's you don't need that camera in there anymore.
1: especially like tacticams, they have the solar panels you can hook to them that yeah. extend the battery life way yeah. way longer I mean, so. my
0: tactic cams lasted I think all season last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think one of them died in like November, and it was mainly because a branch had like busted most of the way, and it was just swaying in front of it. Yeah. Um, tell you what, that gets annoying. Getting the <laughs> notifications on your phone every three minutes of a branch moving. Yeah. Um, but is what it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, cameras. Have, I I have never killed a buck that I can say cameras helped me. No. Me um. Either. But it's still, what it does for me is shows me a good idea of what's in the area Mm -hmm. and gives me something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, And having
1: a target buck definitely helps you, especially around here. mm -hmm. Like there's so many two and a half year old eights that are nice deer that a lot of people want to shoot. But if you have a picture of, you know, a 140, 150, you're going to look at that a hundred and ten-inch buck or hundred and fifteen-inch buck, and be like, ah, you know, I'm probably not going to shoot you. And then he gets another year solely because you have a picture.
0: Yeah, and that, that's a good point. Um, like me this year, um, I'm really going to try to hold um, out for a hundred and twenty-five-inch deer. I want to get a net Pope and young deer. Mm-hmm. Um, but what cameras can do too is, if all summer in October and everything, the biggest deer I have on the property is a hundred and twenty what am I, I there's not a whole lot to wait out for um, yeah. I, i've got certain properties that i hunt that i know can produce a deer of that caliber um and i have other properties that just aren't quite there yet you mm-hmm. might catch one during the rut but you know for the headquarters sake if you get a 115 inch deer in front of you yeah th- that's
1: odds are that's the biggest deer we're gonna have on the farm yes um we're i think frequenting tom's
0: the area I think Tom's got the biggest buck in camp right now, and it's what 114, 118, somewhere like.
1: Yeah, I think it was like one. was like 17 just, or yeah, something. it was like it just, was close to 118.
0: Yeah, it's it's just shy of the 120 mark, um, and that's the biggest deer that's ever been killed there. Yeah. Now we've had pictures of deer that were slightly bigger than that. I think we've had in the we last. We had one
1: that was close to 130 a couple. I think two years. Ago. Yeah,
0: and, and like in the late late season in the in the snow, I remember he was like almost up to his belly in snow. Yeah. Um. So. They're running around, they, they can be there, but I use cameras a lot to kind of give me a baseline of yeah, what to look keep for. keep yourself
1: in check and know yeah how to hunt the property, or if you even want to hunt the property.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's another thing too. I, I, I've got access to several pieces that, you know, if I put a couple cameras out there and I'm only seeing 105, 110 inch deer... I'm spotting at night and I'm only seeing that caliber of deer. Okay, probably not going to spend a whole lot of time there.
1: Yeah, you're going to um, go to one of your other spots and hone in on something else there because it's not hard to find one bigger than that. You know, you, with, yeah, With the I mean, amount of property that we hunt, we can find yeah, better I mean, deer. Yeah,
0: I've got a 300-acre piece um, a property that I can hunt that I scout every single year. Um, I usually throw two hunts at it based on um, – and the reason I don't hunt more than that on there is – because my cameras don't really produce there. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Like if, on scouting, it looks like there's a, ton, there's a ton of sign. Looks good. I've spotted deer at night in there. Um, but I just don't get daytime pictures of big deer. Mm-hmm. Um, the other problem is is I have access to it. And so does everybody else that asks this particular landowner. Yeah. So multiple times I've been on stand. And I, I don't leave any stands on the property. So any stand I hunt first time in there. Mm-hmm. One day I was sitting, um, there's a real tight pinch between, um, a cow pasture and a cornfield. And then there's a small little trail that comes through loaded with deer tracks. Um, so I set up so I could shoot that, um, bottleneck, that little pinch point there. And about 45 minutes before dark, I had a white pickup come barreling down through the field, parked 70 yards off the edge of the woods, and then walked to a ground blind. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like... 45 minutes left. Like, I had three doe, like, just tucked around the corner. I was watching when he came down through. Mm-hmm. They blew out. I'm like, oh, well, this is nice. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, you know, something you got to deal with. Makes you wonder
1: what the hell people are thinking. Like, you're in prime time. It's yeah. 45 minutes of light I mean, left. And-
0: maybe he just got out of work and that's all he's got.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I understand, like, getting in the woods as much as possible, but, like... If you're going to go driving through the field and then I, yeah, park that, that's the right other thing. next to your fucking ground blind.
0: Like you say, his, <laughs> for some people, his truck was within bow range like or crossbow range. Yeah. Um, definitely within rifle range. It was, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Um, so that's one of them things where my time is very valuable to me. And yeah. That's not the first time I've had a hunt blown up there, so it's I am very selective of when I climb there. It's usually a midweek hunt mm-hmm. because
1: usually it's not other people there. Yeah,
0: I you, I I can't say I'll never, but there's a very small chance that you're going to see me there on a weekend, just because yeah, it's just loaded with people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I scout in the spring, pretty much every buck rub on the edge of a field has a ladder stand within bow range. Yeah, it, it is. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm, I'm talking every 60 yards down the edge of this property. I'm like, what?
1: Is what really? are we doing here? I don't know
0: if they're all the same guy. I don't know if it's a half a dozen guys. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen multiple trucks pull in there at different times when I'm hunting. Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, nobody's ever spotted me. Uh, I'm usually tucked in. Stealth mode. Um, I th- that's a property I exclusively use my saddle on because I never know where I'm going to end up. Yeah. And I just, I like to especially with um, other people hunting, I think it's easier for me to conceal myself from people with a saddle because it's easy to just kind of spin around the tree um, and there's not that conventional shape of a lock-on yeah. in, in the uh, skyline. Mm-hmm. So whether that makes a difference or not, I don't know. I just don't like to let other people know where I'm at. Yeah. So, But yeah, that that was a long tangent off of trail cameras, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's the season, or I mean, we're halfway through July. We have, it's crazy how fast we have like half of July, August, September. We're we're talking, it seems like like
1: turkey season literally just ended. Yeah, yeah, and we're several months removed.
0: Yeah, it's we're looking at like two and a half months to opening day. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. So it's going to sneak up on us fast. So if you guys haven't got your trail cameras out, now's the time to do it
1: yeah no doubt. I uh one more thing I wanted to touch on oh. with uh like how I'm trying to hone in on that mm-hmm. particular buck. Yeah, tell me more. I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Uh, it's it almost feels counterproductive, but with one camera in a spot, you don't see everything you need to see. So I have the one spot, I have three cameras within thirty yards of each other. There, I have a small circle where there's, I've had that buck before and I have a camera where I've had him before mm-hmm. and then I go a little bit one way, a little bit another way and kind of look at... Facing out or...? Uh, I just look at different... Like if there's a trail or something, okay. uh, I'll look at the trail or I will leave it at that same spot like and just tweak it a little bit to look a different angle, just mm-hmm. catch like, what direction he's coming from going to...
0: Um, I don't think so, that's kind of productive at all. I, it, I I know it's not, but just looking it. feels looking like you're using a ton of resources in one spot, but if you're honing in on one animal, yeah, you got to do what you got to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I'm just, I mean, from like a viewing perspective, you're mm-hmm. like, why would I have camera, camera, camera? Like I'm standing in one spot and I can see three, but knowing what I'm trying to accomplish, it's like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So what I was getting at with that is, Don't be afraid to load up a spot with cameras. Yeah. If you're trying to figure out a spot or a deer, you don't have to spread your cameras across the whole property to figure out this deer out or figure this deer out.
0: Well, and Scott Thompson, who we've had on a few times talks about how he basically, he throws a large casting net per Mm -hmm. se at the beginning, early season or like preseason, like we are now. Yeah. And then as he gets closer to the deer he wants, he just starts like basically drawing that net in and mm. just moving all of his cameras into one area. Yeah. Um, Scott's known, he, he'll he put half a dozen cameras on a half acre food plot. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he will absolutely load it up because and he said you wouldn't believe how many bucks you get on one of those six cameras.
1: Yeah, like you, on a half acre. You know, yeah. It's got a couple hundred yards of shoreline, if you will, you know, wood yeah. line. Um,
0: Yeah, you said it's unbelievable how many will literally just skirt one corner of it, Mm. eat their stuff, and head on. Yeah,
1: and you'll never see them on any of those other cameras, even though they're within 50 yards. Yeah. So honing in like that and having a lot of cameras in one area can give you a lot of intel that you Mm -hmm. would otherwise be missing, because you think, okay, I got a camera here, I'm covered. Yep. You're not covered, or you might not be covered. Yeah. If you put a couple other cameras there, odds are you're going to get a lot more information than what you would have got otherwise. So I have a couple setups like that right now to hopefully ease that curb of mm-hmm. narrowing that casting net. I want to hone in on those spots because I know I've had them there before. And the older deer get, the more they go to what they know. They have they shrink their home it's range. It's worked
0: this long. You know, a deer... This year approaching a four-year-old mm-hmm. or could be a five-year-old depending on, yeah, you know, when you first saw him, um, a deer does not get to that age class in this area very often. No. So if it's working for him, he's, he's probably going to keep, gonna keep doing, doing, it.
1: doing it. Yeah. So I expect to see that deer in those same few areas again mm-hmm. and adding another piece to the puzzle. Happening.
0: So are you... Uh, so you have like a couple different spots on the property. You're seeing him. Do you have any cameras in between? Yes. Okay. So, so that like was another I, thing to try and give you a better hunting opportunity, because mm-hmm. you know, maybe that spot where you're seeing him isn't great for a setup, but if you can, you know, connect the dots between, you mm-hmm. know, I have him on this camera at three fifteen, and then he's on this camera at four o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, try and find that yeah, where but... where he's at for 45 minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do that a lot. I have, uh, I have one setup that has three cameras at it, and mm-hmm. then I have one in the middle, and then I have another setup with two cameras at it that I've had them at, you know, the two end spots, but I've never seen them in the middle, but it looks like a pretty good spot for him to get from A to B. Yeah. So I'm just going to try to find the spot, that intercept spot. Whether or not I'm going to hunt there, I don't know. Um, I know the one spot that I have two cameras he has been in daylight several times, uh, but I just haven't been there. He, he's yeah. been there during season, and I haven't been there. So
0: Almost like you just take the first week of hunting season off. I there, know, so. right? It's I can do it for you if you want.
1: You could. You, you, you might be able to kill him, and I'd be happy for you, but I, I, I sure would like to kill him, especially with the recurve.
0: Yeah, it would be nuts. Yeah. be like one of your best deer with a it, recurve.
1: <laughs> depending on what he was last year, he was – right around he was definitely 140 mm-hmm. i wouldn't give him much more but i wouldn't give him any less so he wouldn't have been my biggest deer he would have been close to my big probably 10. Would have been, he was more
0: impressive on the wall for sure he's an eight yeah so an eight 22 inches wide at one for, like that's that's a giant
1: yeah he's a big deer and he's only gonna be bigger this year so if i can smoke him with the recurve i will be losing my shit
0: I would just snap that bow in half. Right? <laughs> just take it right over the knee. Yeah.
1: Done with it. Doesn't get any better
0: than that. It'd be awesome. Well, I'm I'm hoping that happens for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope it happens. And I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows that reference, Tom would tell you to leave it in the comments. Yeah. Um, well, that about wraps it up here, mm-hmm. uh, unless you got anything else. Nope. That's um, about it. That's all I have to say on that. So if you guys have any uh, different things you guys do with your cameras, love to hear about it. So head on over to our Instagram page, White Cat Outdoors Podcast. You know, comment on it, some posts, tell us what you guys are seeing, what you're doing with your trail cameras. Uh, We love to hear that kind of stuff. Uh, But other than that, you guys all know what to do. Get outside.